Now is the time, now is the best time, now is the best time of your life. Life is a prize, live every minute, open your eyes and watch how you win it. Yesterday's memories may sparkle and gleam, tomorrow is still but a dream. Right here and now, you've got it made, the world's forward marching and you're in the parade. Now is the time, now is the best time, be it the time of joy or strife. There's so much to cheer for, be glad you're here for it's the best time of your life. You're listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, I on Chicagoland. Proudly broadcasting from Woodridge, Illinois. Welcome back to another edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show, Eye on Chicagoland. We definitely have our Eye on Chicagoland, proudly broadcasting from Woodridge, Illinois. And my next guest is Mr. Mark Giangreco, who is the ABC7 Chicago Sports Director and primary sports anchor and reporter for the number one rated 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. newscast. Mark has earned a reputation for being a sportscaster, sports anchor that even non-sports fans enjoy watching, delivering sports with humor, wit, and an interesting spin on to the day's sports news. And he actually joined Channel 7 in 1994. And besides all that, as my mom had pointed out, that Mark also hosts every year the Channel 7's New Year's celebration. So, Mark, it is a pleasure and honor you could join me today. I want to talk all about your career and sports. But first of all, I want to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. And were you surprised about this year's Super Bowl's outcome not at all, Mike. I really thought the Packers were going to win uh, from the outset, and it was really a microcosm of their incredible season. They start off hot, they build up a big lead, then they lose momentum, then they lose some players to injury, and then they come back and pull it out with timely defense and more great offense. And You know, it was exactly like their season. They won six elimination games in a row, which is just unheard of. And Aaron Rodgers is just spectacular. He is in one season emerged as the premier quarterback in the NFL. So uh, the MVP was warranted, and who knows what they've put together. This could be a modern-day dynasty. They had 15 guys on injured reserve. Six or seven of them were starters. And they win the Super Bowl with backups. It's amazing. Now, all those starters will be back trying to get their jobs back. They'll have so much depth. I think Bear fans really have to worry. I mean, the Packers could be uh, winning the NFC North for many years to come and going to a few more Super Bowls before 2017, you know. Exactly. So with this particular Packers team, then it's going to be very difficult then if, if the Bears get in that same situation next year to, to, to win then. Something's got to change on the Bears' end then? Well, yeah, first and foremost, the offensive line. I think uh, the Frank Omiel experiment is gone. Chris Williams moving to another position. He was okay. Olin Krutz is getting older at center. Do you re-sign him? I mean, a lot of decisions to make. Mike Tice, I guess, did a decent job as the O-line coach, but uh, they need some players who can actually play the position. So the offensive line, first and foremost, they still need a big, dominant number one receiver. They have a bunch of threes. They don't even have a good number two. That's a problem. Jay Cutler, uh, it's a strange phenomenon. You know, 
people are liking him to Jeff George now with a rocket arm and just a 10 cent attitude. And it's just amazing that if someone else had gone down with the same injury Jay Cutler did in the NFC Championship game, no one would question it. But the fact is he is so universally disliked, not only by the media and fans, but by his colleagues, by other players, which is just unheard of. Everyone jumped at the chance to rip him, whether the perception of him being a jerk is correct or not. It was just amazing to me how people just attacked him because he is so universally disliked. So I think his attitude has to change, and of course his mechanics have to change. I think Mike Martz, toward the end of the season, did a good job in in harnessing his crazy high-risk offense. But then every once in a while would call a ridiculously stupid gimmick play that got him in trouble. So it's a lot of adjustments to make. I find it uh, kind of interesting that Lubby's going to get an extension and probably Angelo and everybody else, and they uh, you know, they lost a playoff game at home, the NFC Championship, while the Packers went on to do incredible things. Okay, Mark, and I want to uh, turn to baseball for just a moment. And I understand, Mark, uh, that uh, Ryan Sandberg was actually being considered for being the manager of the Cubs. Uh, is that uh, right? Uh, you think that is a good idea? Well, you know, it was between him and Mike Quaddy, and Quaddy got the job, and Rhino was very upset about it, and I thought it was a mistake. I thought he was ready. Um, he paid his dues. I think uh, Jim Hendry called his bluff and said, well, you're going to have to go to the minors and manage down there, and he did for four years, and he won at every level, single A, double A, triple A. And then he came back and said, okay, I'm ready. And for some reason, Jim Hendry's just not a big Ryan Sandberg fan as far as managing a big league ball club. So Rhino left the organization, which I thought was a huge mistake on the part of the Cubs. And now he's with the Phillies, where people forget he actually started with the Phillies as a player. Oh, okay. And now, Mark, we want to talk a little bit about uh, your career. We know that uh, you've been in Chicago for uh, many years, but tell us a little bit about you know your early days and how, how you got started in the television broadcasting. Well, I majored in communications at the University of Dayton in Ohio, and uh, initially I just wanted to be a DJ and play the hits. I just wanted to do radio. But, you know, like everybody else, you know, I played sports and loved sports, and so I just integrated the two, my love of radio with sports, and I was doing news and sports at a local radio station when I was in college, and then that evolved into uh, anchoring weekends, doing sports at the local NBC station in Dayton. And then after I... um, I graduated. I, I worked in Dayton for a couple of years and then moved on to Louisville, Kentucky for my first full-time television job because I was doing both radio and TV in Dayton. My first Monday through Friday uh, TV job was in Louisville at the ABC station there. I was there for four years, learned a lot about television there, learned everything I know there, how to write to video, and you know all the basics, shoot and edit and everything else. And then, uh, But I always wanted to live and work in Chicago. Since I was seven or eight years old, I listened to all the radio stations in Chicago on my little transistor radio in Buffalo, New York. And uh, I wanted to work at WLS or Super CFL or something like that. And my idols were people like Larry Lujak, Dickie Shannon, Dr. Brock, John Records, Landecker, and Dick Biondi, which is kind of strange because Dick Biondi works in my building right now. And I see him in the hallway in the elevator and it just boggles my mind that I listened to him in 1959, and he's pushing late 70s now, and he's still on the air. It's just amazing to me. So my love of radio just kind of evolved into television, and then 
uh, came to Chicago in 1982 to work at NBC, and I was there for 12 years. And then moved over to uh, ABC in 94 and have been here ever since. So almost 30 years in Chicago. And I'm just the luckiest guy in the world. It's great. So, yeah, speaking about that, Mark, then, uh, you know, you've been in Chicago for, uh, you know, many years. And so then you were able to actually cover then the uh, 85 Bears when they actually did w- win the Super Bowl. I mean, how, how was that experience? That was one of the greatest experiences of my career. I mean, there was a team full of characters. Every one of those players, whether you were a third stringer or a starter, everybody had their own TV or radio show. They were media savvy. They were all nuts. It was great to cover them every day. There was always something going on with Ditka, McMahon, and the Fridge. It, it was just wild. And, and you don't have that kind of access to the players nowadays. And so that was the golden age of television and really the greatest event in Chicago sports history as far as I'm concerned. That, that still ranks as the top, even above the six NBA championships with Michael. And, you know, the Sox World Series was wonderful, and being a hockey not, I love the Stanley Cup run by the Blackhawks, but the 85 Bears are still the standard. Yeah, definitely. So in your posi- position, Mark, then pretty much any time any Chicago sports team uh, g- goes to any championship, you have the opportunity to actually g- go there and actually cover it then. That's that's right. That's correct. And uh, we were hoping to go back to the Super Bowl again this year, but, you know, even the 06 team, that Super Bowl didn't even compare to 85. I mean, first of all, the Bears lost. Second of all, uh, like I said, you don't have access to the players. The players aren't as colorful or as interesting. Um, certainly, Lovey Smith is a, is a very good coach, but he's, he's not Mike Ditka as far as personality goes and, and presence. And, you know, it just really wasn't much of a Super Bowl week. And, uh, I think the NFL controls its product to a point now where you, you're really, you're really difficult to cover the players in a huge event like that. Oh, so uh, the players then uh, were much more accessible than back then because we were. I rem- remember always seeing like you know that being in the locker room and there'd be right. ten microphones then. So I mean, now there isn't as much access into the locker rooms, or well, there was, still is, but um, it's very controlled now and it's limited. So um, it's it just times have changed on how you cover events. Okay, Mark, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is Mark G. and Greco from Channel 7, who is the sports director as well as sports acre and reporter for the 5 and p.m. newscast on the number one rated Channel 7. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio Show, Eye on Chicagoland. Definitely have our Eye on Chicagoland as we are broadcasting from Woodridge, Illinois. And please stay with us for for our next segment of this edition of our program today. Maybe Ernest was forgiven you by now. It was a long time ago. Where are you, Iron Weasel? I'm going to destroy you. Oh, we're out back in the garage. The door's open. <laughs> the door's not open. We're good. You're listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, I on Chicagoland, proudly broadcasting from Woodridge, Illinois. 
Well, welcome back to the Mike Care Radio Show, Eye on Chicagoland. We definitely have our Eye on Chicagoland. As always, yes, always, always, probably broadcasting from Woodridge, Illinois. My guest today is Mr. Mark G. and Greco, who is from our very own Channel 7 right here in the Chicagoland area. Mark is actually a Channel 7 sports director, as well as primary sports anchor and reporter for the number one rated 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. newscasts and mark also hosts uh channel 7's actually the only uh new year's eve celebration in chicago a uh, channel 7's new year's eve uh celebration as well so mark is uh doing a lot of great things and we appreciate all that mark has given as far as bringing us some great uh sports coverage in chicago again mark is a pleasure and honor that you could join me on my program today truly do appreciate it and now, you know, we, we have the Internet, this show's on the Internet, and we have computers. I mean, obviously, when, when you started, there really wasn't the, the, any Internet. I mean, so for I mean, for you, you've seen then how the Internet has changed things. I mean, people are even watching the, the Super Bowl on the, the Internet. So, I mean, the Internet has changed sports quite a bit then. Well, it certainly has. I mean, the immediacy has, has actually turned into a negative with all these players getting in trouble tweeting back and forth and being exposed, their comments. You know, that's how the whole Jay Cutler thing blew up. All these players tweeting back and forth, ripping Cutler. Before it used to be you'd, you'd voice an opinion, you know, under your breath or behind closed doors, and now that thing is posted and it's all over the Internet. Everybody sees it. Everybody overreacts. Uh, it's changed the way beat writers cover stories. I mean, if you're working for a newspaper back in the 70s, 80s, and even the 90s, you come up with an exclusive story and you hold it for the next day and it's in the paper and you break that story. Well, now uh, beat writers are tweeting every single play at spring training or at training camp. You know, as it happens, it's so immediate. If you have a story, you've got to go with it on your website, on your Twitter account, you know, Facebook page, whatever, or someone else is going to beat you to the punch. So the immediacy is crazy. By the, it, it really hurts, you know, to be honest with your local TV news. By the time we hit the air, you know, stuff is already out there. So the immediacy is both good and bad, I think, in covering sports or news or anything else these days. Exactly. So, Mark, uh, basically that you're at Channel uh, 7 and you, you do two new newscasts and you're the anchor. And tell us a, a little bit about uh, that exper- this experience that you're doing now. Well, this is fantastic. I mean, if you want to work in local TV news, you want to work at a place like ABC7, we're the top-rated local television station in the country, not just in Chicago. Still making a lot of money, still very profitable, still uh, have huge viewership in this modern era when cable, satellite, and the Internet have really taken away a lot of television news viewers. We continue to uh, hold our audience, and it's really kind of a phenomenon. There are only maybe three or four stations in the entire country that are still doing as well as we are. Oh, fantastic! And as we said, that you're you're the sports director. So uh, for t- our audience, uh, uh, what exactly then? So primarily, then you're in charge of making sure that all the sports is reported. Then, or? right? I, I basically concentrate on my own shows, but also, yeah, we make uh, with our executive producer Larry Snyder. We make the decisions on what we're going to cover, how we're going to cover it, what we're going to put on our shows, what our policy is going to be on certain things, and so. Yeah, it's and it's great. It's a it beats working for a living. I'll tell you that. 
Yeah. So, so right now with, uh, you know, football getting o- over then, uh, then what's the next big, uh, sport? Is it, it baseball then you're, you're, you're getting ready for then? Uh, because the weather has been so bad and everybody's got cabin fever. I mean, everyone's looking to spring training now, but the bulls are making a nice run and they should go deep in the playoffs, although they've sputtered a little bit of late. Blackhawks, unfortunately, don't look like they're going to be defending their Stanley Cup championship. They might not even make the playoffs. So we're kind of in the doldrums right now. This is always tough, February and March. But people get jacked up for spring training and baseball about this time of year. Exactly. And, Mark, with the Blackhawks, I understand that after they won the championship, weren't some of those players responsible traded away then? or? Well, they had to be, and Stan Bowman, the general manager, made that clear at the beginning of the season that they couldn't afford to keep all these players because they were way over the salary cap. And so, you know, I think uh, fans and many members of the media lost sight of the fact during the Stanley Cup run, and there was this big shock to everybody that they let everyone go after they won the Cup when management said at the beginning of the year, we're going to make a run, but it's going to be over after a year because we can't afford to keep all these players. That's just the financial climate of professional sports. And so basically they're trying to repeat with their, you know, four or five core players plus a bunch of Rockford Ice Hogs and some inferior players they got back in trades that they had to make to get under the salary cap. So you can't, you know, repeat a Stanley Cup champions without Dustin Bufflin, without Andrew Ladd, you know, without Christopher Steve, without, you know, without all these players that they don't have a goaltender. Once again, the situation, Marty Turco and, and Corey Crawford, neither one has emerged as a number one, and they're struggling on defense mightily. Uh, their coverage is non-existent. Uh, their breakdowns, their inconsistencies. So it's very frustrating to see, but you know, the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to repeat within sports, no question. Exactly. And now as far as college sports, does Channel 7 then uh, follow a lot of, like, uh, I'm sure, college basketball then? Of course we do. Illinois, very disappointing this year. Their seniors have really turned out to be kind of soft players. I know Bruce Weber's got to be frustrated. They've dropped out of the top 25. They might not even make it to the NCAA tournament. They just got beat by Northwestern. Um, College basketball still remains pretty big here in Chicago. Uh, Notre Dame ranked eighth in the country. That's a good story. Uh, Purdue is up there. Uh, Wisconsin continues to hang in there, but you know, I think the Bulls supersede all that. College football, Notre Dame is inching its way back under Brian Kelly. But, uh, you know, Illinois football, Northwestern football, I think there's an interest there, but it's uh, it's not as rabid as the professional sports. Oh, so Northwestern looks uh, pretty good as far as basketball goes, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, John Sherna is, is a great player, and... Uh, you know, this is a veteran team. Juice Thompson running it as point guard, and they've got a lot of depth. And you know, they may have a shot at actually making the tournament for the first time in their history. Oh, fantastic! And now, as far as like college uh, baseball, I mean, is is that something that a lot of people in Chicago tend tend to follow? It, it doesn't seem like it, but no, maybe they do. I would say no. I would say not at all. College baseball really isn't big around here. It's not like uh, Oklahoma, Arizona, Florida, or the West Coast. It's just not a big draw. I mean, it's basically college football and college basketball here. Oh, okay. And uh, now as far as, like we were mentioning, uh, hockey then, uh, then we, we know that we the Wolves are out there. How does the Wolves look this year? 
Well, not as good as in years past, and just like the Hawks in the Western Conference of the NHL, they're bunched so tightly. I mean, they are out of the playoff picture right now, but I think the top eight teams are only separated by six or eight points. Same thing in the AHL. The Wolves are down there, but uh, all the teams are tightly bunched. So, I mean, they still have a shot to make the playoffs. And the interesting thing about the Wolves, they have their own core fan base. You know, they don't rely on spillover from the Blackhawks. They have their own blue-collar suburban crowd. They're getting, you know, five, 6,000, you know, fans during the week. They're getting ten or 12,000 on the weekends, which is really great for a minor league team. And the Hawks are still selling out. So hockey is back, and I'm glad to see that. But, you know, it's certainly not like the heydays when they won Turner Cups and Calder Cups with John Anderson and had some big-name players. They've gotten some of their big-name players back, like Darren Hadar and, you know, uh, Jason Krog and things like that. Guys who are small and probably will never make it in the NHL but could really thrive in the AHL. Like Darren Hadar, he holds so many records, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, it's it's very good professional hockey. It, it's great entertainment, and it's cheap. And I think the biggest difference between the NHL and the AHL is the speed of the game. But still, you have a lot of gifted scorers in the AHL. I don't think the goaltending is as good. Consequently, you get higher scoring games. But um, it's a good product. It, it's very well run. It's very professional. Fantastic. Now, as far as uh, high school sports, I know Channel 7 does c- cover some, but I mean, is, is you, you try to pick and choose uh, what, what you cover. I mean, what, what the people, again, it's what the people, the viewers are interested in then. Well, as far as high school sports go, you know, we only have three minutes or three and a half minutes at night. Uh, so on Friday nights, we'll pick one high school football game to do. We can't do 10 or 12 like the cable networks or whatever. But uh, we have all the scores and everything else. I mean, college basketball, I mean, high school basketball is huge here. We try to feature, you know, one team a night. Uh, our 4.30 show is feature-oriented, so we do a lot of high school features on, on players, football, basketball, a lot of women's high school sports. So we have a limited amount of time, but we still we still give them a lot of attention. Okay, Mark, you know what? That sounds great. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is Mr. Mark G. N. Greco, who is uh, ABC7 Chicago Sports Director and Primary Sports Anchor Reporter for the number one rated 5 p.m. and News p.m., a 10 p.m. newscast. And you know that you can go on uh, Channel 7's uh, website. We're going to have some information. We've got the information, Ray, uh, where the information is for this particular show and you can go there and you can see uh mark in different segments as well as a podcast and uh, mark has done a lot of great things and has provided a lot of great uh, sports coverage definitely a legend in the business and uh, almost 30 years in chicago of great sports reporting and anchoring and we appreciate that all that mark has uh, done uh, as far as uh, chicago sports broadcast coverage. You are listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, Eye on Chicagoland. We definitely, oh yes we do, have our eye on Chicagoland. As always, proudly broadcasting from Woodridge, Illinois. And please stay with us for our last segment. Yep, we're trucking through of uh, this edition of our program today. Anytime, any place, the Super Sleuths are, are on the case. You're listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, Eye on Chicagoland. 
proudly broadcasting from Woodridge, Illinois. Well, welcome back to our last segment of this edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show, Eye on Chicagoland. We definitely have our eye on Chicagoland. As always, partly broadcasting from Woodridge, Illinois. My guest today is Mr. Mark G. and Greco, who is ABC Channel 7's Chicago sports director and primary sports anchor and reporter for the number one rated five o'clock and 10 o'clock newscast. Mark has uh, had a, a very illustrious career. He's been involved with Chicago sports and sports co- coverage for 30 years, almost 30 years, not quite. And we appreciate, uh, you know, for all of us who grew up with Mark and really do appreciate all that he is, is done. As I mentioned in the introduction to this, that he is kind of the sports anchor and sports reporter, even for the non-sports fan, although I don't know if a non-sports fan exists in Chicago, whether whether they do or not, but it's great because Mark has a passion and a love for sports, and uh, it's great to see uh, Mark uh, do so much and provide so much great sp- sports coverage. So once again, my guest is Mark Greco, and Mark, it is a pleasure and an extreme honor that you can uh, join us today on my program. We truly, truly do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Also, Mark, we want to let our audience know that uh, you're actually in the uh, Channel 7 building, which is across the Chicago Theater, and that actually has like a glass window. So we encourage people that if they're passing by State Street, uh, you you can actually be seen then doing your broadcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Streetside Studio, it's a wonderful thing. You can stand there and, and watch us do the show and Jerry do the weather and it's really entertaining. It's great to see how it actually happens in person. You know, you can compare it to what it looks like on television to actually seeing it in person. So it's it's pretty unique. It's very cool. And you mentioned, especially with the Bears, Mark, that there was a heyday. There was, you know, just a group of colorful characters with the 85 Bears. So, I mean, that that's pretty true that, that then in, in a lot of cases where there then tends to be just a, a great era of, of sports then or? Yeah, like I say, it's never going to be the same because things are so controlled and sterilized and homogenized now and packaged that uh, you don't have the access. And You know, you still got some characters on every team, all the go-to guys that always do funny interviews and things like that, but certainly not as as many as, as back in the 80s and 90s. Right. And so now does Channel 7 have, we see other uh, networks do this, do you have like a, an actual sports, half an hour sports show or... We do not. I mean, the uh, the days of the half-hour or hour-long Sunday night sports wrap-up shows, I mean, they're dinosaurs. They're extinct uh, with the advent of ESPN and, and you know, Fox and everything else. Um, you know, cable sports has completely dominated the landscape. So uh, by Sunday night, you have seen every highlight of every game of every sport. And it's just repetitive. It's redundant. There's really... Uh, Stations don't bring anything new to the table. I mean, we used to do sports Sunday over at Channel 5, and Channel 2 used to do, I don't even know what theirs was called, and Channel 7 was sports final. Well, Channel 7 dropped the Sunday night show, oh, gosh, years and years and years ago, back in the 90s, and we're showing reruns of Inside Edition, and that would beat the other sports shows handily in the ratings. So, I mean, I think people are, you know, just saturated. They're, they've had enough by Sunday night. 
in this day and age, when you're watching one football game, you see every highlight of every other game within that game. And then they're all pregame and postgame shows wrapped around each game. So, you know, Sunday night shows have really become obsolete. And uh, is that partially, you know, just because of the, the Internet and because people yes. get their information so quickly, they, they don't need the wrap-up then? Right. They don't. They Everything is so instant now. It's instant media. You can watch every highlight on your phone, for crying out loud. You don't have to be in front of the television. So every piece of information, every piece of video is immediately out there. You don't have to wait for a Sunday night wrap-up show to get everything. You've seen it all, all day long. Oh, fantastic. And I want to talk a little bit about the Sox and the Cubs. Now, first of all, I want to get your opinion on, on this, Mark. Now, we understand that apparently John Cusack claims that you both can be a Sox and a Cubs fan. Is is, is that really true? No. It's, yeah, you can be if you're not from Chicago originally. But I think he is, but we're not, we won't argue. Yeah, I, oh, you cannot. I mean, this city is divided. You're either a Cubs fan or you're a Sox fan. I thought it interesting that the Bears' uh, promotional slogan is one team, one city, one city, one team, preying on the fact that the Bears, they supersede everything. The Bears are first and foremost in this town, and then I would say Cubs second. But you're either a Cubs fan or a Sox fan. You cannot be both. That means you're just kind of a casual fan. You're not really a baseball fan. Uh, This is a very divided city when it comes to baseball, and that's cool. It's two different cultures, the north side and the south side. But there's nothing wrong with that. But you can't be both. That's impossible. Okay, that's uh, good to know. And let's talk a little bit about the Cubs, Mark. Uh, how are they looking so far this, this year? Well, they haven't started yet. But. Well, Mike, to be honest with you, they got nothing. Man, they've got uh, some big, huge contracts of a, a lot of guys who have underperformed. You know, uh, Aramis Ramirez, uh, you know, Alfonso Soriano, Carlos Zambrano. I mean, these huge contracts of guys who just – Really not lived up to the money, and, uh, you know, Mike Quaddy's got his hands full. I think this year's going to be total rebuilding, although they went out, got a couple of players, which, you know, kind of surprised me because they were going to go with the farm hands, but uh, it's going to be quite a transition. You know, pitching is still a question. You know, filling in a couple empty holes, um, I don't think they're going to do much at all. Now, the Sox, they're going to have a powerful lineup, and we're still waiting for them to finalize their Pitching rotation, Jake Peavy's coming back from shoulder surgery. Um, so I think the Sox are going to be in a position to to go deep. I, I think they should be very strong, but I don't see the Cubs doing anything. Oh, so, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the, the Sox, not so much the, the Cubs. <laughs> right. Oh, fantastic. Okay, Mark, as we mentioned at the beginning of this, you know, not only are you a sports anchor and sports reporter, you get to do a lot of different cool things, including hosting, apparently, the New Year's Eve party. How did that particular event come about for you to do that? I've been doing that for about 14 years with Janet Davies, my dear friend. It's just fun. It's something different to do outside of sports. And I know when I first came on board, um, the general manager, Joe Ahern, at the time, wanted me to do the Columbus Day Parade to, uh, you know, since I am Italian, to be out there with that and to do the New Year's Eve show. And, uh, you know, I agreed, obviously, to do both. It's a nice change of pace. It's really fun. I mean, you know, most of our ratings are absolutely gigantic. We're now the only New Year's Eve show on the air anymore in town. And a lot of people choose not to go out on New Year's Eve, which I think is smart. So you just stay home and watch the show, and we have a good time with it. So 
uh, it's been a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. So besides that, and then you, you've done parades. So, I mean, you've really got the experience of being able to do a, a lot of different things as far as, you know, in broadcasting that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I think you've seen, if you can do sports, you can do just about anything. You know, a lot of people have been very versatile in their careers, not just doing sports, but also entertainment, because face it, at the end of the day, sports is nothing but entertainment. That's all it is. So you can really, if you have experience in covering sports, you can do news, you can do entertainment, you can do just about anything. And we understand, Mark, that now Channel 7 does air. Now, do you do an actual live podcast of the news? or? Well, we yeah, we air our newscast on our website. Oh, okay. So then people that are listening to this from around the world can at least, because I know I've talked to people from other areas because they always, you know, some have hobbies in the sense that they like to find out what's happening in other parts of the country and, uh, you know, what's happening in sports. So, I mean, that that's a great opportunity to, to see Channel 7's broadcast. Sure is. A lot of local news stations are on their own website. You can pick them up anywhere. So it's interesting to see local coverage, different cities around the country on the web. How fantastic. And, of course, here on the Mike Kara Radio Show, I and Chicago Landmark, we're all you know about learning and pursuing our, our dreams and our passions. So do you have any advice, like, for, you know, whether it be journalism students or, you know, people that are interested in, in becoming, you know, like a sports anchor, or sports reporter? Do you have any, like, like tips or how-tos? Or Well, it's super competitive, and it's not like when I was coming up when there were plenty of jobs. You just had to be good enough to get one. Now the jobs are few and far between. I mean, television, we're transitioning, we're trying to reinvent ourselves, and competing with the internet, and cable and satellite and so forth. I would direct young people uh, toward the internet to look for internet jobs. You're still in front of a camera, you're still you're casting, but you're not broadcasting, you're podcasting, and you're, you know, you're narrow casting, but I think that's the way to go in the future. Um, sports anchors are going to be seen more on a, on a smartphone and a computer than they are on television, so I think and you need to be very versatile. You need to shoot your own camera, edit your own video, um, be able to produce yourself, be tech savvy, and, and move forward on, the, on the, all those new platforms, not just local television. And we understand, Mark, that you have a lot of great interests, including classic cars. And I'm just wondering, have you been able to incorporate that into any show or any any set segment with Channel 7? Or? Yeah, kind of. I do that. I have restoring a 1957 Thunderbird right now, turned it into a uh, real radical resto mod hot rod. And that's going to be at the uh, World of Wheels Custom Car Show uh, March, what is that? March 6th and 7th, or rather March uh, 4th, 5th, and 6th out at the uh, convention center in Rosemont. And so I'm very proud of that. It's taken four years to put this thing together, but I love classic cars and muscle cars. And whenever I get a chance within the sportscast, I'll you know show a racing highlight or some you know custom car show or something like that. Oh, fantastic! Uh, okay, uh, Mark. Well, thank you so much for your time. Really uh, do appreciate it. And uh, do you have any uh, final thoughts or anything else uh, you'd like to say? Well, I just want to thank you very much for having me on, Mike, and uh, just have everyone go to abc7chicago.com and uh, watch ABC7 religiously so I can keep this job. 
Okay, well, uh, definitely do that. My guest has been uh, today, Mark G. and Greco, and you've been listening to the Mike Care Radio Show, Eye on Chicagoland, and please catch us again next time.